0: To fiction to Function. I'm Sean Melton. I'm Seth Melton.
1: And I'm Jubal Burton.
0: This is episode one, uh, First Reformed. Um, this is going to be kind of a uh, rule of thumb moving forward. Is that this is going to be incredibly spoiler heavy? So anybody who's not seen First Reformed, uh, you might want to check out, and I highly recommend watching it. Part of the reason we decided to start with First Reformed is because. For one, it's such a a, uh, heavy piece of filmmaking. There's a lot of themes going on. There's a lot of uh, important nuances throughout the film. And personally for me, I I know for me, and I don't know about everybody else here,
2: but this was my favorite film of the year. Yeah, I I would probably say the same. Um, I was kind of skeptical about doing this for the first episode because I've, I've... I could just talk... We could talk probably about like... So many different aspects of this movie. And the way that it goes.
1: Um, Yeah, I was actually really happy to hear. This is the one we were starting with. Because... um, Like what you said, John. It was probably my favorite movie I've watched in the last three years. I think I told you that the first time I watched it. Then watching it again... There's so much more that I... Once I, like, I know the plot, what happens in it, watching it again for just, like, because it is a movie that hides so much outside of the storytelling, and watching it again and paying attention to that stuff makes the movie so much more, and so, like, watching it again, I was, like, actually really excited to talk about it, because it's a it's a gem unto itself, but there's so much hidden underneath the surface. Yeah. That, Absolutely, and
0: so just a refresher. And again, this is kind of a last call. If you haven't seen First Reformed, um, uh, please go check see out. It. Yeah, please go see it. Check out now. <laughs> um, but so this is the story of a uh, reverend who he is a uh, he had served time in the military. He's a military chaplain, and he lost his son. And uh, was it the the Gulf War? What was it? In Iraq. It was, it was in Iraq. Iraq. Yeah, it was in Iraq, okay. So he lost his son in Iraq and who he, he had uh, encouraged to en- enlist. and he's visited by um, a young couple who uh, are pregnant and the, they're environmentalists and the father in particular is incredibly distraught and he wants to, to abort the child because he doesn't want to, he can't sanction bringing a child into this world. And it kind of goes into this, you know, uh, deconstruction of ideologies and it, people as a whole. And so with that, um, a little bit of history about the film. It's its really good to—you'd be helped a lot by, and I would highly suggest these films as well, seeing uh, Carl, De, Car, Carl Theodore Dreyer's Ordet, or The Word, and also um, Ingmar Bergman's uh, Winter's Light. Paul Schrader is really forthright and it's kind of encouraging because as much as I appreciate films like uh, the works of David Lynch and, and the films that are much more abstract and what they're looking for, uh, Schrader was very forthright about his influences and kind of his intention for the film and um, one of my favorite things about the film is that it as a whole, it's, it's very well structured but yet still can be read and A multitude of different ways i think i've heard five or six maybe even like up to nine different perspectives on it that are very different and i think are are very valid Um, with that i don't know if we want to start from the beginning of the film or uh we're trying to kind of figure out this this uh, structure for how we're going to approach this ourselves i don't know if you guys have thoughts on that
1: well i propose starting with a question and the question being like what do you think it's actually about yeah that's that yeah in in my opinion, what makes a great movie, and what like I told you before, makes me wake up the next morning thinking about that movie, yeah, um, is that it leaves you with a question, or you know it gives you order. or twenty, yeah, or or yeah, yeah, freaking twenty, yeah, it's, and, I think uh, to be honest, I actually want to hear your pins. Like if you had to not put it in one sentence, but if you had to put it down, mm-hmm. like. It, it is abbreviated as possible what do you think the movie is about you want me to tackle this one
0: well you start first
2: what we we'll wall go around yeah i mean maybe balance like but it's hard cause it's like that's totally not what it's about if anything it's like call it's a. it's like a call to for balance you know yeah. it's like it's like the perfect representation of what happens when you don't have balance you know um, that ultimately is, but that I mean, I don't. That's why I, I I don't know if I should be the one going down this.
1: When I like it, almost kind of clicked for me, and obviously I don't think this is. I don't think Paul Schrader was direct about having one meaning behind the movie. I think yeah, his I goal was, like I said, to just like leave you with a slew of questions. Mm-hmm. Oh so, well, yeah. Think about he's, he so. said this one. The, this one is intentionally ambiguous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I. Well, first of all, like I
2: think it was done to himself as well. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like,
1: and and it goes back to the scene where he's talking to him and he's talking about wisdom. And he says wisdom's holding despair and hope. Like two what he, he says contradictory. two contradictory truths yeah. in either side. I love that quote. And it's oh, it's great. But I think I think it what what it comes down to is um it's about moral torment. Um, and whatever it is, like being tormented by temptation, conflict, and the gray area, where there's like definitely cause for concern, like environmentalism in this specific mm-hmm. movie, but where areas where it seems that the Bible is silent, because yeah. it's it's a you know again Christianity is a theme, but like he's he's um, he's like you see throughout the movie, he's got his answers. Yeah. Even in the scene where he's in his he's house smart and he's talking to yeah he's. Yeah, he's a smart guy. In the scene where he's talking, to the guy he even describes the argument as exhilarating, despite the fact that it was tough yeah. and the guy had good questions. It was like he was he's prepared to yeah. answer questions. What he wasn't prepared for is what came afterward. Sure. Yeah. You know, and I think the movie kind of does that to us because because it's like he like you know, you have you have like your own philosophies that when someone approaches you with questions you are able to answer them directly, but like, if it's a good enough question, you keep asking yourself afterward. Yeah. You know, you ask yourself past your answers. And like, I think that's what happens to him. I think, you know, the rest of it unfolds as it does. And he finds yeah. himself like over and over again without answers to these things. And like.
2: Well, I want to address
1: that when. But.
2: Yeah, go ahead and address it. it? Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll say what what's I was funny. Of it in so, a just about the. So i absolutely agree with that first um within that i don't know if you noticed but that that transpires within the first 20 minutes And mm-hmm. going over to the house and yes they like and pull you into this like theological philosophical yeah. in
0: it's like faith this like the uh, torment that he goes through in his faith because well, it's not and we yeah. talk about this it's, it's not it, it's not in spite of his faith it's no. because of his faith that he goes down this like crazy
2: rabbit trail. Well, yes, and, and the hard thing is, uh, so what I, my thing though was the balance because so the what I I got this for the first time I watched it and I especially got it the second time I watched it is the advice that he gives to the kid who is in despair is so solid that it's like if he would have given himself that advice yeah. by the end of the movie it would have been the perfect advice. Yeah. And it's, what's weird is that he knew it when he gave it an hour and 40 minutes prior. Right. You know what I mean? In the movie. So it's like, it's, it's almost, and I almost, well, I do want to, I, I do think someone should read it, but that quote, just so everyone knows what we're talking about, that first quote, because yeah, if you want to read it, but it's what he says to the yeah. husband.
0: Reverend Toller. Yeah. He says, uh, courage, is the solution to despair. Reason provides no answers. I can't know what the future will bring. I have to choose despite uncertainty. Wisdom is holding two contradictory truths in our mind simultaneously, hope and despair. A life without despair is a life without hope. Holding these two ideas in our head is life itself.
2: Yeah, it's excellent. I mean, it's just, yeah, that sums up, like I said, that would have saved him. Yeah, and you know,
0: so this is, you know, in terms of what I took from it, and I really do like what we, you know, we've kind of addressed the fact, we talked about this a lot, Um, me and Seth were especially talking about this idea of, like, how do you address it when, uh, like, because the themes of faith are so profound in it, like how does it transfer over? You know what I mean? Because there's so many things he hits the nail on the head so well. Yeah. He does so many little intricacies of, you know, how a church works and things like that. But I think that it stretches out past that even to be, and this is where I think that anybody, even if you know you're not a person of faith, can get, come to it, is because uh, I think that it it is so largely about obsession. Obsession and in, in falling way to extremism and not being able to balance. I think it, a lot. It has a lot to do with the the pitfalls and the virtues of truly owning uh, the owning the the the, uh, the burden of another. Yeah. Because when he, he meets with Michael, like he said, like he has these answers. And then he meets this guy, and he starts thinking about it. And he gets so lost. Call call it because of his emotions. Call it because he really cares. That's
2: that's what's fascinating to me is the fact that, like, obviously... My question by the end of the movie was, like, what went wrong? Because everything was so right. He was a smart guy. Um, He was a smart guy. The cause was right. You know, everybody's cause was kind of right. Like, there's no villain really in the movie, other than the like the business guy. Like the business guy is bulk. 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 Yeah, yeah. Ed bulk. Bulk was kind of a douche. Yeah, <laughs> I think we can all agree to that. But um, aside, but aside from that, there's really no villain. But yet, there's like the movie starts with a hero and ends with like a victim, and you kind of gotta go, what, what, what went wrong? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, and that's the thing, is I think that, I think everyone, everybody could agree that you don't, you shouldn't strap a suicide vest on yeah, I don't think anywhere, yeah, at any yeah, point, yeah, yeah. at any time, you know? <laughs> so it's yeah. like, clearly it, this guy kind of g- we, goes off
0: the path of being the hero. Right, so what, <laughs> what,
2: for for a cause that's relatively just, his, his, yeah. So it's like, In what went mind. wrong, though? Like, wh- wh- like, dissecting
0: it, it's, uh, you know, um... And that's what's so tricky too, is that we had talked about this idea of uh, what what to talk about in this and it, this film of, of all. Mm-hmm. We could pick apart so many quotes, like it's like every five minutes, I, yeah. There's something incredible in here, mm-hmm. and uh, and I love that. Um, but for me, ultimately, again, I think so much of it comes back to, and, and this is, I think, a little bit of both both of you, what both you all were saying, because you you know, sets a balance, and and you will talk about contradictory ideas. I actually agreed this time, well, watch
1: specifically. Um. Uh, torment.
0: Torment. Yeah, and I, I think that this idea, of, again, is, is is giving way into obsession um, because it's it's out of a good place. Again, like this isn't a film about a man who's really struggling because he can't believe what he's seeing. And if this is true, then how could there be a God above who's watching? This isn't about that. This is a guy who says, because I believe as I believe, I can't reconcile what I'm seeing happen – with my belief system. Meanwhile, I have people who are in my belief system telling me, just kind of turning a blind eye to it. And it's like, you know, he says this, Ethan Hawke spoke about it at one point. Um, I was I remember listening to a, uh, an interview with him, and he said, he was like, I've deeply resonated with this idea of where are the adults? And should I be the adult? And I think that that's such a good way to put it. Because, you know, there's this great line where, you know, Reverend Toller's well shouldn't somebody do something and it's this you know what I mean and it's this idea of like it, it it's it really is like a, a a a cry when he says it because you can see that it's just rising up in him and he's like nobody's going to bat for this thing and again his his intentions are all great his execution just gets so warped Well, I think out. that
2: that's what happens when you when you try to take on a problem so you, you say, and when you say torment right yeah what you're saying like, it, do you mean despair? As Like, is it... Or what do you mean?
1: No. And it's funny you were saying that, because I say torment, because I think the movie... It's almost like... It's almost like it's told in acts.
2: Yeah. Because... It is,
1: yeah. But it's like, if you had four separate acts, but they were all chopped up and mixed together. hmm Because, um... Be- when I say torment, because he was tormented by more than just... More than just, um... The environmental issue yeah, right or like the impending doom there's an mm-hmm. impending doom around. he was tormented by his feelings he was tormented by cancer mm-hmm. um he was tormented by his faith even because he it starts off with him journaling and he's already journaling saying things like you know I wish I could pray
0: yeah, yeah. you're right you know that before anything starts but yes
1: nice. that's a line that happens before he's even given this quandary or before Michael even You know commit suicide but um he's already tormented and like it's in every aspect of his life and the interesting thing for me too is like i think it honestly says it too when um he's speaking to the pastor of the mega church i forget his name right now abundant life i believe abundant
0: life's name of the church except for the entertainer
1: yeah yeah fantastic by the way yeah he's so good but when he's like you're always in the garden i love that you know and like he, he's right in that sense. And that's, again, what you said about there's like no antagonist. Cause it's easy to kind of point your finger at this guy, you know, yeah. like, Oh, a rich pastor, mega church. Yeah. But he's like hundred percent right in that scene. And it's funny mm-hmm. too, because the first time I watched it, I was like, come on, man. Yeah. Second time I watched it, I'm like, listen to him. Please I Please listen to him. I was going to ask you
0: guys what you thought of that guy. Cause I love that past. And again, yeah. I, I stand more with, I yeah. resonate more with, with Toller in his, uh, in his disparity and in, in his yeah. – in, in in the approach that he takes towards faith with his – he has a very academic, intellectual, like, version of, of what – how he's trying to approach his faith. And you would think – that you really would. In most movies, it would be like, oh, this guy – here comes the guy who's clearly, you know, just a uh, Bible thumper, mega church toolbox. Mm-hmm, so he yeah. he gets so much wisdom at, oh, at different so points. Much.
2: And I yeah. love that the film does that. It doesn't play favorites. Oh, it doesn't? So, you guys have you guys read any Thomas Merton or no? You know, I I can't remember
0: what all I've read. It all mixes up with I, I had uh, I had a mentor who you guys you know know who he but he uh, he was really he really loved Thomas Merton. I've had a couple yeah. actually people in my life who just they, they love this guy and um,
1: which I don't get. You know, he was a monk who, from. Lived in Abbott in Kentucky and wrote books. <laughs>
0: right, yeah, and he. Uh, but but he 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 was uh, somebody that, that a lot of people who I have, I have a lot of admiration for, um, who are older than me, really uh, have have gone back to quoting and, and referring to a lot in my life. And I, so, but I can't recall exactly what I like. I know I haven't read
2: yeah. any of his books directly. In one of his books, he talks about how. Um, despair is a evolution of pride, which is kind of interesting. That is interesting. Because. I wish you had said pride. What's that? I said I wish you
0: hadn't said pride. This is from the film. Okay. Well, and that's the thing. Is like so. My my
2: point in bringing that up is the fact that I think that that is a huge theme in the movie as well. Is that like your pride? his you know the, the despair of this kid there's a level where it's extremely even and then i mean oh, let's talk about it Michael you mean um the husband the, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah is that michael yeah, yeah. He, you know he's talking about aborting this kid it's like that because he has it right yeah it's because like he's figured like it's it out extremely mean? prideful thing to do or impose right. on right. especially right. on your wife that wants to have a kid which i think that that's even an interesting thing Aspect of it, like I, I don't know what you guys thought of her. She did a phenomenal job, she was, oh. but but I, I I kind of like felt like she was like the representation of life throughout the entire. Oh movie. yeah, I was gonna go oh, there. Yeah. Is what you took? Yeah, from.
1: I'm just waiting to jump off that. Because yeah,
2: she's excellent. I mean, not only she's, she's the she's saving grace of the film.
1: Uh, she's throwing
0: she's, life
2: inside of her. Right. Oh, yeah. If that's not an obvious enough, yeah.
0: But she, she kind of I, I got the same thing. She represents this other side of the coin. She says at one point, she says, "I, I share and I love this, yes. especially if you think about it." And again, of it doesn't have to necessarily be a Christian faith. It could be, you know, it's any sort of it's any sort of set of principles that you are committed to that you truly. Well, believe it's being in. human? It's being like human, it's, and she and a, she's yeah. on the other side of that. Michael's sitting here saying, you know all this is so
2: bad, I don't know what to do with this. Uh, within I reason. And, within which reason. Is, which is fascinating, too. It's like, to, that's another thing, is I'm like, you know, because obviously I think anyone that's intellectual on any level cringes a little bit when they hear, like, uh, the term, like, reason provides no answers, which is in the quote. Yeah, quote. it's mm-hmm. very yeah. uncomfortable quote. Yeah, you're too. like, yeah. Um, whoa, step back. Right. However, reason did lead lead Michael to uh, Despair. Himself yeah yeah and well and she
0: and there's a great there's a great quote that that she that that mary says when she says she's like i share i I believe this is it uh i'm probably gonna mess it up on some level but she she said i i i share his michael's beliefs Mm -hmm. um but i i do not share his his despair something along those lines
1: well exactly well i mean i think the two of them represent what he says when two two contradictory truths yeah, yeah. because both of those characters represent a contradictory yep. truth he is he's right yeah you know nothing he says like no one can argue anything he says in the movie right or whether it's like really or even in this even in the context of the movie mm-hmm. but he's he is despair he's right though yeah it's a truth and she is she's hopeful and she's also right like they're they're, it's both truths. They both almost like represent those two truths he says. It's yeah, and it's it's almost funny. Like uh, some of these things, I'm like, am I just reading this, or is, is, is Paul Schrader that smart? Right, she's probably that smart. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. but maybe I'm maybe it's a between the lines thing. He's I, like, I didn't intend that. But no,
0: I I really do think you're right on. Again, if you're seeing... and I, I forget, have you seen, have either of you seen or dead? I have, yeah, no. Okay, you should see. You'd really like it, I think. Have have any? Have either of you seen Winter's Light? Mm -mm. No. Okay, so when you see these things, you can see that he. I I really do think he's put that much effort into thinking these things. Again, there's certain areas where he really allowed it to be. We quoted this earlier when he talked. I I I quoted him earlier when he was saying this one was designed to be ambiguous, and that was largely because. um, The ending. Taxi Driver. Yeah, and well, in Taxi Driver, yeah, we'll we'll get there. But with Taxi Driver. You know, Paul Schrader wrote Taxi Driver, and he said, "and it's funny because I'm like I." The comparison of the two is so interesting to me because both of these characters are characters who kind of go off the deep end um, Mm -hmm. because of their cause. Yeah, for their cause, or at least a self-imposed cause. Um, And but there's and there's obviously a lot of differences in it. But he talked a lot about the ending of Taxi Driver and how he didn't. He thinks of that. It's a To view, and real quick, this is a spoiler for Taxi Driver, so maybe jump ahead 30 seconds if you haven't, you know, if you've seen this but haven't seen that. But in the end of Taxi Driver, uh, this idea of did did he live, did he survive this huge shootout, Travis Mm -hmm. Bickle, and... A lot of people believe that he didn't. And <clears throat> Schrader said he never he never intended it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he never intended it to be that ambiguous, but he thinks it's a valid representation of it. And he kind of went into this one with that idea of uh, a allowing... A taxi driver. Yeah, allowing, allowing for an ability to... Uh, a, allowing for a um, degree of ambiguity. But there's a lot of things that I don't think that he's ambiguous on. I don't think... I think that you're completely right about those people representing those... Um, those ideologies yeah and I don't think that you that's that's not to say that you if if you see it a different way that's invalid again that's the beauty of this film I just love seeing a film so meticulously crafted that also is so open to interpretation and allows for that it's wonderful Mm -hmm. such a fantastic film
1: I got a fun question yeah Um, there are three times the camera moves in the movie Almost four, if you count one scene. Do those, like... Do you, like, notice those, or do they jump out to you? I
2: I know when they're laying on top of each other. That's one.
1: Yeah, that's right. It starts to... well, it's, yeah. it's
2: strange they spin, yeah. but the camera's
0: spinning. Yeah, the,
1: the camera actually still stays put, but they right. Kind but of they are spinning. And, and, yeah,
0: uh, and uh, obviously for me, the I don't I don't think that I do recall the other ones. I recall the end, the very, the last one, which again I'm sure we'll get to. Yeah, it's sneaky.
1: Yeah, it's it's sneaky. Well, it's all three of the scenes in which the camera moves are when he's moving toward her. Really. Yes. Yeah, I did not notice that. There's the first scene when she finds the vest and she calls him to come over. And it's it's such a weird shot because it starts off, it's in front of her house, and they've already done this shot. He mm-hmm. pulls up in the car, he pulls up out of screen. yeah, And then she walks out, and it's just her in the shot, and he walks to her and she says walk me, and the camera actually follows them around the house. Oh, wow. And then the second one is... I'm totally blanking on the second one. But it... Oh, it's the same, second one is after they get done with their bike ride. And, which is so interesting because like, the camera looks like it's moving during the bike ride. Yeah. Because it's like, it's, it's still fixed, but it's like fixed in front of something that's moving. It's like when it, when he's in the car and driving, it looks like the camera's moving but because it's fixed on a moving object. Right. But the second one, it's the same thing. It's when, um it's right after she asks him to pack up Michael's things for her. Or no, 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 sorry, it's right after the bike ride. And, um, and again, she starts walking and he follows her and the camera moves along with that. And then obviously it the third the ending, but right. I think like, I'm like that, those are the things where I'm like, maybe he's making me crazy about well, Crater. <laughs> cause I'm yeah. like, is like, is that, is that well, symbolic he, of like, cause he only does it three times. I didn't yeah. realize,
2: which makes sense that he's like, what, 71 years old He was He was 70. Yeah. He was in his late sixties, early seventies. He yeah. He's 71 now. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm like, that's old. That's old. Yeah. Guy. He's an old guy. <laughs> You know, a lot of people say like this is his life's, you know, work pretty much, and yeah. I could, I yeah, I mean, I could see that. Being it's the a, case. You it's know? a great yeah. one, yeah. It's, oh, then,
1: yeah, and it's that important to you. that maybe, you know, maybe you can't. Maybe there is nothing I'm finding that's that he didn't notice. You know. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, well, which I,
0: I, I, and, and I'm happy for him because he's he, he was so, uh, he, <laughs> so we had we actually had a friend who had uh, seen a showing of this film with Schrader there and talking about and and, he he talked about a lot of the things and again Schrader's very open about what he kind of took from the film and where he was what his intentions were Mm -hmm. and uh, one of the things that he was saying at that time is he said I think he said something along the lines of you know he felt like Basically, like Taxi Driver was going to haunt him his whole life. Like, that's all he that, He's always going to be the guy who wrote Taxi Driver. And he did other things. He did Raging Bull, um, which is that was like, that's a classic. Uh, he did, he wrote the adaptation for a, a movie I love, The Mosquito Coast. I mm-hmm. love that film. Yeah. Um, and he's always got a lot of uh, depth in the work that he does. But uh, this is really a, a, kind of an accumulation of the things that's that he loves. really interesting, though,
1: because Mosquito Coast and Raging Bull are also about extremism. Like, no, oh, absolutely so like maybe not so much reaching bull right because he's an extreme person yeah but um definitely Mosquito Coast definitely Mosquito Coast and
0: yeah and I think that there's and, and again and that's it's it's so cool to see him take on some of these you know I said in a review I wrote when this first came out that it's going to be comp- very challenging or conventional american audiences which sounds so pretentious to say but it's true conventional (laughs) american audiences are going to be so intrigued or repelled by it it could go either way and i've met a lot of people who it's went either way for because he commits to the methods of a lot of these like foreign filmmakers to a degree that is it's commendable uh even if it's not always flawless or done without pretension you know there are points where it's kind of it feels a little bit grating we've Mm -hmm. talked about this um, but for the most part, it, it really works. Yeah. It does a great job. Yeah. Um, before we talk about the end, does anybody have any other insights they want to... I,
2: I feel like we... I honestly feel like we could talk about all night the aspect of... And what it really means to have despair and hope. Yeah. And needing one to give value to the other. Yeah. And needing needing death in order to make life valuable. You know, and... and um, but... Whatever the case, you know, um, I where the where the whole aspect of pride or uh, despair being a transformation or pride being a transformation into despair, and that's what creates despair. Right. Um, I do want to talk a little bit more about that because I, I I do feel like that that was like probably the core of what he was trying to say with, and I to be honest with you guys, I want to know. It, it, there's a level where I don't. It's hard. I don't want to say this beforehand because I don't think I, I. really like Ethan Hawke's character, yeah. Tol, Toler. Yeah. toller Which is that his last name. Yeah. However, and I don't. I'm not saying he's a villain, but there is a level where. And it seems like you guys don't think this, but I might be wrong. But where you guys don't see, you guys kind of see him more so as a victim to. Um. The situation he's in, rather than a culprit, I guess.
1: I'd say he's definitely you no. Know, I, I actually agree that he's a culprit. A culprit's a great it, word for it because because he he, he gives in. Uh, not to say he fails or anything like that, but like he, like you said before, he doesn't follow his own advice mm-hmm. and and like. Um, and, and you see that and the funny thing is like and it's so funny that you to balance too because like you see throughout the movie there are like things that he definitely needs to cave on like you should yes. go to the doctor right? right you know and like and again pride and despair right cancer's mm-hmm. gonna get worse if you don't do anything about it yeah but, or, um, or
0: we talked about this uh, we talked about uh, Jewel and I rewatched it last night which, by the way, I found out is that that's my fourth time watching it since I saw it about a year ago when it came out, which says something about you mm-hmm. know what I mean, yeah. uh, how much is it packed in this film? But we talked about when he talked to that to the woman, the poor woman. Oh, just he blasts just her. oh he roasts her nasty like he he really does like he's so
1: condescending and oh. and yeah so it kind of goes on that that boat of yeah you know and I, that's exactly it like he even in that like he like. I feel like the right thing to do is maintain a respectful relationship. That one, she not really do anything wrong. No, you know, which again, the organ player is hilarious. Right, but uh, yeah, that guy's solid. A, a, yeah, maybe, yeah, he's maybe a, just dumb. Yeah, <laughs> he's a solid, solid, but, solid boy. But no, you you see him. I honestly, he's a little like, bit of a snitch, though. Yeah, snitch. Oh. He
0: snitches a little bit, but does he snitch for good? Yeah, he used to know. I think. Are you I talking about so. the beat when he says, "Yo, he's yeah, getting drunk, the the clicker"? Yeah. He's like, I'm having some wine. He's concerned. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. He tries. To, he's like, a
1: ah, got a wine again though. The acting in that scene is so funny too because yeah. it's like you see him. He's like a oh, little bit of wine and like Cedric the Entertainer. You know his his like body language. Is it? Yeah, I've like, like been nah, in that nah, body nah. when like someone tells a lie you both <laughs> know they're lying. <laughs> yeah, <And> he's like. <laughs> 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 he you just well. He's like, well, you probably shouldn't. Be drinking wine if you have stomach problems it's like it's like all right we're just not gonna address that lie and just move on to the greater truth here which again that's that scene is so so funny oh it's It's rough yeah but it's so funny
2: yeah well but yeah
0: in terms of so he he go back to which by the way great question uh or Observation about the whole—is he a culprit or is he a victim? I, mean, I don't think that the—I the, don't think I draw the lines those that harshly, and maybe I should. But I think that he—I will definitely say he definitely. I don't want to go too much. Emotionally, I don't end. either, but logically, you have sure. You just have to yes. To I would yeah. Okay, that's fair. And and I think that uh, by the end of it, I don't want to. I want to save that for our own thing because it's such a so much okay. in of itself. But I will say that he definitely we can. It's fair to say that by the time you're around in the last third of the film, he decides to step into villain ter- territory, yeah, which goes know, into the whole, you know, what is, you know. that shows you where good intentions lead, because his intentions are good, mm-hmm. and that's what makes him such an interesting character. I think that's yeah. always so fascinating with the characters, when you really portray someone from a villainous perspective is somebody who really does believe... And even going back to Taxi Driver, it's like Taxi Driver, but I, I really think his intentions in this are even more admirable than Travis Bickle's. I think Travis is, is, is a little bit more um, forthright in his – maybe not his arrogance because Toller's pretty arrogant. But he's he's forthright in his – at the very least in his insanity, whereas this guy is really wrestling with these things. Yeah. And he's swayed in a moment of weakness is kind of how I see it, that he allows take hold of him.
2: Mm -hmm. yeah what about i mean i think the biggest thing is and even bringing up the child like it's i feel like that's even it's a valid question to ask should i bring a child into this world sure you know what i mean for one if if it was a big deal i i I would have hoped you would have thought about that prior to bringing the child into this world but i can't talk to poor poor mike i can't really talk to him about that um what I, what I thought was very interesting about it, and this goes for the end of not the end of the well, kind of the end of the movie, but also the end of Ethan Hawke's like where that road leads him is yeah. the the. And this goes for any topic. This is what I was going to say. Even I li- I did like, uh, to some extent, it's what Cedric the Entertainer was saying about the kids in Jeffers. That, by the way, I just looked up his name. Jeffers. Okay. Jeffers. What what he was talking about with the kids. Um, we get bombarded, I think, and uh, like humans in this day and age get like bombarded with ideas that are too big for us alone. Right. Sure. And then we have to sit with them alone, yeah. and we and we feel like we have to deal with them alone. Yeah. And I think there are problems that we were as humans never intended to tackle yeah. alone, or maybe even at all. What's hard when you get presented with a topic like that, is it's like, or an issue like that, is that it can really do your value structure in very badly, Sure. because what's the most important thing, so global warming, of the Earth? We need to save the Earth, because look how many people live on it. Okay, well, what, so let's ask Michael, what did you trade where did that lead you taking on that fight right it crushed you yeah. it demolished you you know what i mean and, and and um and then you know same with with uh you know i think with that, that yeah, yeah i think that that's just like i think when you are posed with when you when you when you're asking yourself questions like that like how can i bring a kid into this world it's like what is your other? What, you have to ask the question. What is your other option? Well, that's something else that Toller hits on.
0: He, he, I love. He says. He says. I can promise you that. Yeah. It's it's hard as it may seem to put it bring up you know bring a child into this world. It has nothing. It's, it doesn't compare it to yeah. how
1: painful Taking it is to one take one out. one out because of his son. Yeah. Which
2: I I did think. And that like he that says, was, what's the other option? Which is yeah, it's beautifully it's so devastating. He feels
1: responsible for that. You know, it wasn't just like his kid died. Yeah. It's like no. he he's responsible for that. Yeah. You know, so he is actually on... Um, he he has ground to stand on in that scene. You well, know? and I even
2: think that that's interesting. We're in this, I'm not trying to bring it back to, like, pride, but there is a level where... I guess what where the movie struck with me, if I can be real about it for a second, is that I think that you fall into, like, these existential crises that you kind of... You don't create. Like, I don't create them. I think other people smarter than me probably did. Sure. But now I'm taking that burden. And the problem with that is that it, for one, crushes you. But two, there is a level where it's like to truly overcome something so big, you almost have to not fight it. And it's like, well, especially if you want to fight and you have this moral like drive to do so, it's like, it's it's hard not to try and pursue whatever righteous um, whatever you feel like. Like there's there's a level of like what how it ought to be. So for instance, let's now to rope it all back in because I know I'm getting a little out there. But um, Toller, mm-hmm. we ought to be as the church. We ought to be saving God's creation. Yeah. We, I don't think that he was per se incorrect in that assessment. No, okay. I thought it was However, I thought. how and this is the problem with like honestly using reason with situations like this. Where did it was within reasonable um it was in, within a, like a reasonable assess, assessment of the situation to do what he did. Right? Mm-hmm. What do you right, mean yeah. like like to 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 blow the what's took the bad guy up to smithereens oh basically like he made his, out. his his Within rational re- on
0: I- some level yeah i hear what you're saying so
2: yeah. it what gets hard is that it's like it would have been so much better for that husband to put the books down put the research away yeah. and and be there for his wife yeah right sure that would have been the noble thing to do sure Rather than go and and I feel bad for him, by the way, and, and same thing oh, with yeah. Ethan Hawke, I read. feel terrible for Ethan Hawke. But what's interesting though, it's like, so what's not letting you put it away? Is it, it's it's my it's it's my um, moral obligation, yeah. one would say. Is it your moral? Are you confusing that with pride? Yeah, that is a good question. And and if you are, then yeah, it's just like you know that that. That's where this sh- movie really uh, this that's why I didn't want to do this movie first is that <laughs> it's, it's just the fact that it poses questions that I feel like are like so grand and that I don't have the answers to so it's kind of like pointless talking about it but you know it, it's it's just this fascinating thing where it's like um well we're definitely not promising to have the answers to anything no. we cover <laughs> no <laughs> but definitely <laughs> not I what you're saying, but, but you know I think I, I just think that you know it, it, but I, and I do I for with all that being said I mean I think that it's why the the movie is so good because I, I think that they I mean you have this aspect of a man who with faith in major doubt that, mm-hmm. I mean the movie's about that the movie is about balance and, and the lack thereof the is about um torment torment you know My the movies about uh consuming too much re- consuming too big of a responsibility that it hinders your actual responsibility is a good way to yeah. put it yeah. you know what i mean even mm-hmm. for uh toller you know and and um it kind of made him a monster by the end like when he roasts that sweet girl oh yeah you know what i mean that's what i'm saying it's like it almost transformed him in a in a way that was like is this the best thing for you then Despite so he started to become a so, villain. So it's like, I I you, I I grant you that. are right. You it, it yeah, I say I mean that that's what's hard Is It's like you're right and and then let's ask this question. Where in our lives do we do that? Where do the means justify the cause? the cause justify the means, you know? Yeah. And and um With that being said, yeah, I mean, uh, it's a, it's a, but you know, it's a rough one. it's, It's a rough one for that, you know, and, and, and I just think it's very important in general to, to figure out what your, figure out what's most valuable in your value structure due to the fact that if everything is equally valuable and they're all valuable things, then you can't, then nothing's valuable. Mm-hmm. Which is the idea of, oh. of contrasting,
1: because something only has as much value as you have time, and if yes. everything holds equal yeah. value, you will never have enough time for everything. Yep. Everything has value, you know. Yeah,
2: and that's a thing with this. It's like you know, it, even for him, it's like I mean, granted, he did have he was riddled with cancer, yeah, you know. But it is something where it's like he he, he started a pretty good relationship with the girl. You know what yeah. I mean? Like things. We're going all right for him until. Man of Secret? Yeah. You marry. Yeah, and I don't even mean in a romantic way, but it's as a friend, even he was—he was, a, he was a, a good leader. leader. Well, yeah. and that okay, so that kind of goes into <laughs> another. I know.
1: Well, no, let's. Uh, the ending. Hey, that ending. Hey, that ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. let's
0: talk about that. Um, what did you guys take away from from that? We we took Me and Jubal spoke about this, so I, I want you to go last because it kind of plays off of what i got from it so when okay when i saw it um you know we've we've i think we, we spoke about this in episode zero if you've listened to that but uh, usually anywhere from four to 15 of us um kind of go see mo- these movies that we all are you know hoping to go and see and talk about and we always end up talking after outside the movie theater in some circle for 15 minutes or something and when the film initially ended um, I was like wow I love everything about this film until that, that ending And I, because th- my reasoning was I was I, I so was interested and intrigued with this relationship that they were building between Toller and Mary as somebody that he was counseling that I didn't want it to, to turn into a uh, romantic oh. relationship yeah. mm-hmm. and, it, and so it upset me so much at, the, at the t- for, the, for the initial second when it ended I was like Man, I loved everything about this except for the end I hadn't even talked to anybody before within about two minutes. In the time that it took me to walk from the theater into our little circle talking about the film outside of the movie theater, mm-hmm. I had switched perspectives. And I started thinking, hold on a second, you know what I mean? Uh, because you're watching a pretty n- normal film for all intents and purposes. You're watching a guy going through a lot of things, struggling with a, a, a kind of having a crisis mm-hmm. of, of you know, um, his responsibility to the situation... And then Mary comes over and she's like, Hey, will you, you know, lay on top of me and they float and all that stuff. And you start going, Whoa. And anybody who's like, magical you know, tour. Yeah, 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 magical mystery tour. Mm-hmm. and you, <laughs> it's, it's really strange. And so you, you, you're kind of taken aback. You go, what's going on? You know what I mean? Um, and I started to kind of try to pair that up with the ending. And for me, it was so interesting because I did not get a romantic vibe from mm-hmm. uh the No I the what is it, Magical Mystery Tour?
1: Is that what it was called? No, yeah, yeah, man. Well I d- the funny thing is I did right before it and then when it happens, which you'd think would be more romantic, it goes away. Like that. Yeah, yeah like, it
0: it doesn't feel romantic. It feels like it's just it was it it felt like it was uh Otherworldly, and it felt like it felt like a, a more of a metaphor that I was watching. If it was really interesting, and and so when I, st- I I started, and I think that that for me, that piece of the film is so fundamental. It's the key to understanding the end for me, because I don't believe at the end, in the same way, it's almost strange to say, well, this long passionate kiss that they're sharing, um, is isn't isn't romantic. Uh, or honestly for me even literal I don't take it is that he actually goes and kisses this woman I don't think that there's no, even a romance between them personally I think as we've said Mary represents life and she represents that concept and she represents hope yeah. you know, and not falling into despair and I think in that moment when he sees her he throws the Drano on the ground as a way of rejecting it Okay. and he embraces spiritually emotionally uh hope. ideologically hope yeah he he embraces life he embraces the ideas that she represents that's what i take the end is i don't take it as literal
2: yeah um now when we spoke about or this, literal I, as in...
0: I don't take it as a literal kiss so you don't, okay and, or I, and, that she was and even you literally don't take there.
1: it if, especially if you're going off like the idea that she is hope and Michael is despair and if you look at it those are the two endings he's looking at he yeah. can go the way of Michael or he can go the way of Mary right yeah right. no. and so like she wasn't there but he still threw away the drain no kind of thing
0: right yeah. yeah and so when we talked about it, so Paul Schrader uh, said that when he was uh, doing the screen these screenings that he was going and attending at the end he would ask the audience so is Toller or dead or alive at the end and he got about a 50-50 reading. And for me, the answer isn't even about if he's dead or alive. It has to do with the fact of, and I guess if I had to pick, I would say alive. I would say he's yeah. he's alive because he, but he 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 turned away from despair. He turned away from pride. He turned away from arrogance. He turned away from uh, his sense of superiority and you know moral judgment. And he embraced life and grace and and and, okay. and goodness. That's what I took. Yeah. But now when we talked about it.
1: Yeah, I said, you know, why can't it be literal? Why can't, like, why can't he embrace her and kiss her or whatever, you know? And I was like, I think it's because... And I think... I'm not sure, like, Paul Schrader's superhumanness can go so far as to extend to this point. But you kind of... I kind of found myself, at least, embodying how he looks at like what his obligations his moral obligations and when I said like why can't because my argument for it is um that we find ourselves caught up being what he is like the scene where he's like um you represent all that's weak in me you know I
0: remember you saying that you said it's like he won't he's turning away from something as good as romantic love it's a beautiful thing yeah he's insulting it
1: yeah And, you know, I think, like, the why not is because, like, I find myself in his shoes doing what he, doing the exact thing he's doing. He's, like, pushing it away and denying it for kind of a gray area. Right. To be honest, till death do us part. Right. You know, not to say it's, like, how, you you don't really know, I guess, eight weeks have passed. Sure. You know, between the time of, like, that scene. Yeah, I think about. Because, like, the consecration. Yes, yes. Reconsecration. But... But, like, I think the why not is, like, is this... It almost, like, gets out of the screen and sticks on you. Because, like, I... Or you, you, the general specific, um, find yourself, like, kind of abiding by his morals. Well, just because, like, to be honest, I kind of related to to most of them personally anyway. Sure. But I also think the film was crafted in a way that kind of, like push it down that road so to speak but i find you know the why why not is because you're thinking like he is essentially at that point
0: but i like the idea that you which i totally did not take i was like oh it's not literal she represents this idea it's like yeah but also it could just let it represent her let it represent no him embracing love him being maybe he needs to you know i mean it's clear he needs to pull his head out of his you know behind because that's that really is so much of uh the, the film, you, you, you kind of dread somebody watching this and, and going, you know. We've talked about, we've, you know, there's a what? lot of ways we all resonate with Toller, but to, he's yeah, not someone to, to. I do
2: feel like it's pretty, um, in general, this movie. I mean, I, I can only imagine you've watched it if you've listened this far into this podcast, but um, the movie, I don't, on a lot of levels, I don't think is literal, uh, which I think he might have even said this, uh, but is that it's not... It, it could have been any problem, right? Oh, yeah, yeah he did. Warming. He did. He said yeah. it's
0: not about... It's not a film about global warming. It's, it's not, not, not about climate control. Doom. It's no. about despair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he said it could... That the, the He used uh, global warming because yeah. that was the vehicle that was
2: most kind of prevalent to our time. Well, the only reason I feel like that's important to say is because of the fact that exactly is, the, is, 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 is what you just said, which is the f- jubile, is that um, it represents despair and it represents Mm -hmm. a pending doom that you know you you feel like you can't escape and 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 at the end of the day once again i I think that it represents the uh idea of you know um i think toller like you said despite the fact he's 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 a really good guy i mean certainly well-intentioned you know um you know, I, the, how quick we can fall victim to our good causes. Yeah, you know? and as you said, become a
0: monster. I think yeah. That's because he does. He becomes a he becomes yeah. a villain. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Before we get too far away from the topic of the ending, though, what I did take from it this time around, yeah. not to say that it discredits how I felt the first time no. or any of my opinions, but it's actually pretty close to what you said about embracing hope. But I think more so, like, it's... Um, what I mentioned earlier about the three times the camera move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Each time it moves a little longer. Mm-hmm. The first time, it's it probably shifts maybe a foot mm-hmm. from where they're walking front, just to the front of the house to the side to walk to the back. Like, you didn't need to include that in the shot, but it's just a tiny bit. And then the second time is right after they've, like, ridden bikes together. and He actually mm-hmm. laughed and had a good time, and it moves a little bit longer. It's actually kind of drawn out and then the third time it's like you know it's a 360 it's all over the place the camera won't stop and i think i think those three things are like kind of what i touched on last time actually just like him him actually like letting go of despair or more so like i don't think it's like letting go of one because like you said you hold them both but he's like it's like a he's tilted too far to one side it's like those gauges that you want right in the middle and he's all the way on one side and i think those scenes represent like she is an aspect that kind of shoves that needle closer to the middle yeah and the funny thing too is like there's that first scene where like he it's not even like it's kind of, it's a rough scene yeah he, like, he shows up she tells him it's emergency he comes over right away um the camera shifts a little bit because i think that's when he's like Realizing that he's going to drop everything in the middle of anything.
0: We have a friend who 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 saw the film the opposite way. He said, "I, the, you know, when, where I said when I first watched it, I loved everything until the end. Which, by the way, just for the record, literally 120 seconds later, about I was probably you know retracted that and was like, oh my gosh, that ending like makes the film. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. But he." From the get-go, he was, like, he was saying he didn't like the... He was... I don't like this movie. Until the end. And his reason was... And this kind of goes into Jeffers at a point point says, you know, Christ doesn't want your suffering. He did that. Mm-hmm. He wants your obedience. And he wants... I think he said he wants your obedience and he wants your love, I think. But I, I, it's such a profound... Again, it's such a profound and important line because throughout the film... And this is the words of our friend, uh, not me. Throughout the film, uh, Toller behaves, uh, out of this, this mindset that I can be the person to fix this. I can be the person to redeem this. And again, it goes back to that arrogance and that pride, uh, instead of accepting this free gift of grace and accepting the fact that there is things bigger than him and there's more powerful, um, uh, forces at work and he, he chooses by the end of it, I mean he at least goes down the road. He he sees this he starts to go down the road of despair, if nothing else, despite how you view the ending. Sure. Um and it's this idea that in that last moment and, and so that kind of the barbed wire for me kind of illustrates that a lot. It kind of plays into that same ideology of him saying, Look, woe is me, I am the sacrificial lamb, I am the person yeah. and he he's he's it's a it's a it's a self martyring uh act. act yeah, put into such a, a, an intense visual yeah. uh, a, a literal visual element. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that kind of goes again into the ending when he's wrapped himself all this and he's kind of made himself into a martyr of self, pity yeah. and self, you know uh, destruction, and then goes back into you know he embraces yeah.
2: I think that there's a lot to chew on here for anybody that goes and sees this movie. Yeah. If you care about, if you care about anything, passionately, online, if you're yeah, passionately, which I think we have a few of those out there, you yeah. know, I do think that this is a movie that, um, will resonate with you and that you can learn from, you know? And that's the biggest thing is that despite the fact it may have seemed like I've been knocking, uh, taller, Yeah. I have nothing but respect for him in a, in a lot of ways, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel They're very human character, him. Yeah, very human character. And I, I think he's very admirable in ways, you know. And it's... Yeah. It's um, a lot I'll, to chew
0: on. I'll say my last bit about this film is that I I like it more at the end of this conversation we've had than I did at the start <laughs> of it, if I'm being honest. Okay. Really, you yeah, know, like I'm good. sitting here going like, oh my gosh, it, this is a, this is it's an incredible yeah. film that I... Hopefully you've seen it if you've listened to this whole because yeah. 'cause we've ruined the entire right. film yeah. for you. Yeah. But it's it's still
1: absolute. good though. Still good though. Yeah. Um I guess the last thing I could say is Um, just that uh It's funny too, because I think the last question that we get, because the whole time you're watching him build this vest and you're like, What are you doing? What are you doing? Why did you make this choice? Why did you make this choice? And at the end you can look at it like he made nineteen bad choices and one good one, or he walked his path and he landed at a place that he had choice A or choice B. Yeah. And you think you're thinking he's gonna pull choose B, and at the last moment you choose choice A. Yeah. And like the last question is like, you know, was he? A, what did he ever actually achieve becoming a villain? Yes, he did snap at that lady. That could just be a human moment. Yeah. But you know, you can kind of like. And one of the thousand awesome questions this movie gives me is, you know, did we watch the decline of somebody, or did we watch somebody like climbing, like almost a rebirth? Yeah, or almost or sort of like did he get to the top of the mountain, or did he fall off
2: it? Yeah, and I would say, well, I, when think, I think you know, in order, yeah, in order to even be able to identify the mountain, you have to go through that struggle of mm-hmm. becoming a villain and then becoming a hero. Like that's what so many people in general. And I, totally, definitely, I, you know, forget is the fact that, like, they're, they they very much so are the same thing. Yeah. Learning is that. Yeah. Learning is doing something wrong until you do it right because you learned how to do it right. You know, and, and I think that with this, it's like, when I, everything I've said about him even being any form of a villain, or I don't mean it um, as intensely as it might sound. Yeah. I, I yeah. think that we are all villains, into heroes and it and we're only as good as our last shift you know Yeah. in a way sure yeah. and, no, and um, exactly. so with that
0: um, we're going to end now and sign off we don't have we're, we're going to have a uh, we're putting together a, a twitter tonight while we're recording this so we don't have the handle we'll, we'll drop it at the end of this episode so listen to the end uh, if you want to you know tweet at us let us know what you think um Definitely uh, like, subscribe, listen to us. We really hope to to hear from you all, and and look forward to doing this again next week. So
1: with that said, peace. Yeah. Thanks for listening.
0: Hey everyone. Thanks for listening. Wanted to drop in one more time, uh, and let you know that our website's up and operational. It's fiction to com, And if you search fiction to function in Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, we are there on all those platforms. Um, we hope that you'll post, uh, we're, you know, moving forward, we may wind up taking recommendations for certain films to cover things like that. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this one. This one was a, it was a heavy one to start out with. Um, So if you had, uh, and that's another thing, if you want to tweet us about any of your thoughts or anything that really uh, impacted you from the film or anything that deeply resonated or anything we didn't cover, feel free to tweet us, feel free to post on Facebook. And uh, we, we really appreciate you all listening. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.